What is going on, everybody? Jordy Cannell here. Thank you so much for checking out this episode of the Fun Tailgate podcast presented by Thunderblogsports.com, a part of the Bullpen Cart podcast feed. I was joined by my good friend James Hanton from the CJ Unedited podcast to talk about championship weekend. The Eagles and the Chiefs are meeting in Super Bowl 57. He was at the AFC championship game. We break down that game. The Eagles went over the Niners and some storylines going into the Super Bowl. We're going to do our big preview next week with Matty D. So we are saving the X's and O's for that. That's one of my favorite shows of the year to do. So make sure that you are subscribed to the podcast. Search the bullpen cart wherever you get your pods. Follow us on Instagram. Thunderbox Sports is the handle there. ThunderBLG on Twitter. But enjoy the episode. This one was a lot of fun to record. Here we go. Welcome to this week's episode of the podcast, The Fun V Tailgate, here on the Bullpen Card Podcast feed. I, of course, am the G-Man, Jordy Cannell. Manity is still out west. He's probably somewhere 30,000 feet above us. So joining me this week, very special guest. I've been on his show, the CJ Unedited Podcast, to talk about Survivor and other reality TV stuff, and I'm pleased... To get his takes live, or not live, he was live at the Kansas City Chiefs AFC Championship victory. James Hanton, welcome to the show. How are you? I'm doing good. How are you? I'm doing great. You know, obviously we're both uh, <laughs> we're both flying high. Not maybe maybe not as high as Maddie D up in the airplane, but uh, the Eagles <laughs> and the Chiefs facing off in Super Bowl Fifty Seven live. Fifty. Wow. In a couple weeks from Glendale, Arizona. Home of the Arizona Cardinals. The and in the not, place where the Kansas City Chiefs started their season. Yeah, the yeah, I was about to say <laughs> the winner will have more wins in that stadium than the Arizona Cardinals. I saw that yesterday. I was like, oh dang, okay, cool. Like yeah, that was uh we didn't do so normally, James, we do like we'll have people on to do picks and pick them and all that. And this year with Matt having his infant child and hopefully at least on my end, when I have my infant child next year, we can figure it out. But we have like a guest picker come on, like college game day, how they have mm-hmm. the celebrities come on, and we do like you know yeah. picks against the spread and all that. And uh, but this year we we did it a little different because you know timing and work and kids or his kid, it, we just never got it. We like did a couple and, and all that, but whenever we would preview games and we talk about the Cardinals, if they were at home, it was just easy to be like, all right, Cardinals at home, they're losing easy. Although they had a couple close calls. <laughs> including on Christmas night against a now retired once again, Tom Brady. He figured it out in Arizona. He did it once. Actually, he did it twice. No, he only won one of them. He's been to two Super Bowls in Arizona. But Tom Brady, we can start there and we can dive into the games. But Tom Brady, news today, officially retired, quote, for good this time. James, what do you, what do you think you about know, this? Do you think he's really retired? So... I literally, okay, so I caught the NFL's posting on their Instagram um, about Tom Brady. Um, I didn't believe it at first because it's the GOAT. He did this once last year. Literally a year ago, today, February 1st, he retired on February 1st, 2022. 47 days later, he on retired. Um, so I'm giving it 47 days. We'll see what happens in 47 days if he stays retired. Yeah, I, um, was it really February 1st? Cause I kind of remember it being like over a weekend and like, at like 1130 at night. It was, um, February 1st, 2022, exactly one year ago today. Maybe I was just staying up late on a, today's Wednesday. <laughs> so last year was a Tuesday, but I remember like yep. kind of staying up and watching, the news coverage of it, there was the Sports Center all breakdowns outside of the Van Pelt Sports Centers. I don't really watch regular ESPN Sports Center anymore, yeah. but uh, I was watching those to you know to get all those in. But you're, you're kind of right. Of I'll believe it when I see it when they when they snap the first game wherever the Bucks schedule takes them in Week One of next year, and he's mm-hmm. not playing. That's where I will, you know, 
I'll, that's when I'll believe it and really think it. I mean, but even in, in the same regard, Gronk's retired and unretired at least once. That's and, true. You know, he, he came back mid season. So who knows? Maybe if uh, an offer is enticing enough, you know, uh, if the 49ers can't get a, you know, a, another quarterback, and this isn't a jab at the NFC championship game, <laughs> but if, uh, you know, obviously a lot of people, there were takes before the game of if they couldn't get it done with Purdy, you know, everything with Jimmy G and all the images of him <laughs> laughing on the sideline or uh, would Tom Brady go there? And yeah, yeah, obviously they have Trey Lance and everything, but, you know, maybe maybe they well, entice him to come out of retirement, the hometown kid. I knew he had offers from the Raiders, um, 49ers. Um, he had even been talks to become a Sunday night football like commentator. No, it's, a, um, it's Fox, a Fox commentator. Fox. Oh, yeah. Fox commentator. Sorry, wrong station. But when I saw that today, and he literally said, and I, I thought it was the best, and I I laughed at it because he pushed record. He said, I'm retiring. And he said, I can't give a long farewell speech because I've already done it once. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, you kind of ruined your moment when you uh, decide to come back. And you can't be like, I want to thank everyone for helping me out along the way. Okay. Well, it's like Favre, right? Favre did it a bunch of times. And yep. I remember the first time Brett Favre retired. And ironically, because the other person that gets thrown into this now, you know, 49ers and Raiders, Jets, whomever is Aaron Rodgers, right? And yep. you know, he had the long-winded speech the first time he retired. And I can't even remember. You know, he goes to the – so he comes back, Aaron Rodgers takes over, and he mm. goes to the Jets – and he unretire he retires and retires again. He goes to the Vikings and all this different stuff. And I can't even remember when he retired from the Jets. Like I feel like at least Tom Brady's ingratiated himself enough with the fans, the movie, yep. all this different stuff that we'll at least remember that he will remember him retiring the second time because of how skeptical we all were. Favre yeah. at one point it just became a Saturday Night Live sketch almost. <laughs> well, I mean, I think Favre isn't Favre the one who has retired on retired, retired on retired the yeah, most Ward, amount of times outside of covering the Cowboys for ESPN. He had a long stand of just hanging out in Mississippi and maybe being on a Wrangler jeans ad. Yeah. And, yeah. And uh, I mean, there were some crazy reports of like, oh, yeah, I see him throwing to some high school kids and all this. Like stuff that like it sounds sketchy to say out loud, like I'm not making this up like. You no, know, and and now obviously everything with Favre. You know who knew, who knows what else he was doing aside from throwing touchdown passes to uh, <laughs> to these t- high school kids. You know they they don't have you know a lot of stuff probably because of Brett Favre distracting him with the touchdown passes. You know, but that that's a little uh, a little more serious of conversation. We're gonna keep this light. But yeah, we mentioned <laughs> it. Eagles. I, I do. I, I I will say one more thing. I I or two more things because then the second one will go into the Eagles 49ers. But I I I want to say I can't wait to see what comes of the second TB12. Okay? Uh, the second retirement. But, uh, yep, I can't wait to see what happens. I saw I, there was a a tweet I saw today of Tom Brady retired during a recession, having lost all this money on FTX, his wife, and the wild card round that takes uh, serious balls. Um. I I, I want to thank um, that it was Brock Purdy beating him in his first NFL start that caused the downfall. Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> Belichick's still really good against the rookie QBs and Brady lost the edge. So that might be yep. it. But yeah, that's, <laughs> yeah, that is a great transition to the NFC Championship <laughs> game. Eagles take out the 49ers, and I use that verbiage, because the defense played pissed off. Apparently they were shown George Kittle saying that they were good on paper and Hassan Reddick. I don't think he's actually come out and say it, but I, I will say it. And I was saying it during the game. He was pissed. He was not a nominee for NFL defensive player of the year. Takes out Brock Purdy early, takes out his arm. Then Josh Johnson comes in. He gets sacked, gets removed for concussions and they bring Purdy back in and he can't throw. He has a torn UCL as it turns out you know, the elbow. Yep. And you know, the Eagles, walk away from this thing. NFC champions, they still have all the chips on their shoulder. You know, it was, I thought a great defensive game offensively, not a lot to really discuss because once they got up, once they got the the second and third touchdowns, all they needed to do was continue running the ball. 
But James, I know you were you went to the AFC Championship game. So how much of this game did you check out? So I got to the part. Um, I saw Brock Purdy have his um, his at the time his elbow injury because um, we didn't know what it was at the time. Yeah. Um, I saw him get hit. Didn't really think of it being that bad of a hit to the elbow. Um, until they were literally icing his elbow on the field on yeah. the thing, and they brought in their fourth quarterback of the year. When they brought in Josh Johnson, I went, "Huh, okay, maybe this is bad." Like you bring in a fourth-string quarterback, and you're not thinking anything. Like, okay, I knew once they brought him in, it was going to be a long shot. It was going to be a long shot for the 49ers to get the Eagles. Um, but the last thing I remember seeing before I started having to drive to Arrowhead for the game was Nick Sarani losing his mind yet again. And this time his gum comes flying out of his mouth. <laughs> I watched that happen. And I said, and I quote, well, I looked at my friend and I said, that's going to become a meme. I mean, a lot of, that a lot was, of stuff he does is very meme worthy. <laughs> yeah, the Giants thing I, like earlier. It was pretty uh pretty wild. I literally said that's gonna become a meme. This is gonna be funny. But after that, um uh no, I that was the last thing I saw. Um and then when we were at Arrowhead, they were playing the game on the screen. Oh, really? Um I think when we got when we got into the stadium on both of the scoreboards, um the score was I think at the time twenty-eight to seven. Um and they cut the scoreboard and the feed off right before the fight. Okay. Um, so anything after that, I didn't get to see. Yeah. So you. So when was the gum throw? Had the Eagles scored? Had the had the Forty ers scored yet when the gum throw happened? No. Okay. I don't believe so. Yeah. So I had. There was a lot of, I mean, you know, obviously I have a lot of different group chats from fantasy football and then yeah. like a fantasy golf league and everything. And, um, you know, a lot of people were trying to, not Eagles fans, but I'm in one with a bunch of Bengals fans in this golf chat. Yeah. And uh, a lot of them are saying, you know, this this thing is over, this thing might get ugly soon and all this. And the Eagles weren't really getting a lot done on offense. I think knowing that they Jalen Hurts had had kind of a wacky game passing of when they were trying to have him pass they they tried to open it up a little bit he was overthrowing guys and stuff like that and then eventually yeah. he just didn't really need to throw we just run him Sanders Gainwell the couple times they brought Boston Scott in Boston Scott scored a touchdown uh um, yeah. you know not the first time but it feels like the first time against a non-giants opponent <laughs> but um yeah I I thought and I said this a ton said it last week have said it offline of that what concerned me about last week, obviously the 49ers defense pretty good and the Eagles offensive line mm -hmm. really showed up to play in that, but the yeah. run game concerned the hell out of me and Elijah Mitchell wasn't playing for the 49ers. So then it became instead of a three headed monster, a two headed monster and yep. McCaffrey and Debo and McCaffrey still was getting, getting the job done. And obviously once the snowball started rolling for the Eagles, they get the prolonged drive to get the the second touchdown, go up 14-7. No, you still yep. felt, you know, maybe we still got to watch this because once they tied up the game before that, the 49ers did, you're thinking, shit, like, if this is what it's going to be of two really long drives, like this, it really might not matter who the quarterback is. But then exactly. the Eagles go on the big, the big drive and Josh Johnson just... I mean, it, it reminded me so much, and it, it almost makes sense because Mike McDaniel, the, the Dolphins head coach, came from Kyle Shanahan. But the yep. the delays of game and all of that, you know, it's a lot of what was talked about in that, that Dolphins loss is that this Shanahan-style offense has these, you know, super long, 30-second-long play calls. And why wouldn't yep. you just dumb down the play calls? And they started doing that, and then the snowball really got there of the fumble – the, the third touchdown, you're up 21 to seven. And you start, like, for me at least, I started to feel confident. I'm texting buddies that are at the game because they're asking about the UCL. You know, people people in there thought it was a wrist thing, was it a concussion? Yeah, which, you didn't know what it was. 
Yeah. Because so, he, had, he was messing with everything, and he was still throwing the ball on the sideline. Yeah, exactly. So I thought maybe, so, like, this is a Mahomes with Chad Henney kind of thing of they're going to bring yep. him in for a drive, maybe have, you know, maybe have a three and out, which they, you know, they did. There was a little bit of ping-ponging of the football. And then finally they say it's an elbow injury, but they won't rule him out, which was so weird. And it was a good he thing they didn't because they had to bring him back in. You know, yep. they tried to do these wildcat so, plays and all that. It was it was kind of crazy. So here's a question for you. Yeah. Josh Johnson goes out with his head injury. Yep. Do you bring – I obviously they brought Brock Purdy back in. But do you bring Brock Purdy back in or do you have – McCaffrey and them and other players start playing as the quarterback and try to run the game that way or bring in Brock Purdy who can't throw farther than 10 yards. Yeah. Not even 10 yards. It has to do run plays. What what do you do? I mean, obviously we saw them bring Brock Purdy in, but would you have brought McCaffrey up as a quarterback? What's so interesting about that is that they tried to, he did throw one more pass, right? He threw a screen pass to, to, McCaffrey, I think there might have been a a backward screen to Debo. That might have been yeah. Josh Johnson. I remember there was a couple of those where they tried like kind of weird swing pass, but in like a bubble screen type of type of stuff. I can't remember if that's Johnson or Purdy, but like you could have tried to do that. And I think what ultimately started to change this was a just the amount of ferocity that the Eagles could start could afford to bring in, right? Of that this guy exactly. can't throw it more than four or five yards down the field or even out of the backfield. So we can start, you know, send the house a little more. And within that of what Purdy had done so well to start the year was he really started to use Kittle in a really, really extensive way of Kittle. Really all he needed to do once they got McCaffrey and they still had Jimmy G in was use his blocking tight end prowess to just open up yep. the field. And he was doing that well, like that that prolonged drive that, that the 49ers had where they end up scoring the touchdown. A lot of that is because of how good he, Jusek, when he comes in and like these these different guys, like how well of an oil machine it is when it when it's working that way with the rush attack. But once you start realizing like, oh, we can we can really send the dogs in and get after it. It kind of takes away the flat in the middle of the field to to open it up. So to answer your question, you know. I don't know because like we saw McCaffrey try to throw a pass and it went nowhere and it literally went to nobody. But I think because of it was, it was exactly. like a toss, I think because it was that toss like fake reverse. I think that's why it's not a a uh, intentional grounding or anything like that. And maybe because yeah. he's out of the like, I guess that qualifies as being out of the pocket. Um, yeah, but yeah, you like you to answer your question in a very long winded way. You just never <laughs> saw. Him, you never saw McCaffrey like really open it up to try to throw those like 10, yeah. 15 yard outs to Brandon Ayuk or to Jennings or any of those guys. So I don't know if you really trusted that to try to extend the field more than you know the old school run it and only use the passing plays, you know, in a screen or a five and out type of thing. Like, exactly. would there have been a difference? Is kind of the point. I, I will say. It the quarterback injuries, the eleven penalties that they got on themselves. Yeah, it it just it wasn't helping. And I think the thing is, is everyone was looking at both of these two championship games as honestly a really great championship weekend. Yep, you have two very strong teams going against each other in each of the matches, and this game just had that snowball effect and that uh, one incident after another, after another, that just, it kind of just made it like, all right, the Eagles are going to the Super Bowl. Yeah. I think you bring up the penalties and I think it's so interesting because it got really ticky tacky. I thought of, obviously there was, there were more penalties called on the, on the 49ers, especially defensively, (laughs) but there was like, it's annoying because that like it's a crutch that people can lean on, but also like I hate ticky tacky calls, and we'll we'll circle back around this when we get to the AFC Championship game. Yep. But um, like I hate well, I that kind of about those. Yeah, I mean some of these calls like there is holding and stuff like that, and extend it like especially the the second touchdown, the one that put up the Eagles up fourteen to seven. Yeah. Like, that's really where a lot of the of the crux of you know the snowball effect really began. And I'm sorry, but your first touchdown should not have even counted. 
and they just didn't even they well, your team just rushed to that. Yeah. Yep, he should have challenged. And he they your but your team is very good at and you've seen this in other games this season. Well, that it's they don't huddle. They just run up and they just snap the ball for another play. Well, uh, in this same ch- golf chat, <laughs> I keep referencing a guy in there brought up such a good point of if you see a guy catch a ball and he's clearly inbounds and he gets up and he's like, we need to, we need to go. But like, just like how Devonte Smith did after the, yep. after the, you know, not catch, but you know, incredible <laughs> layout to get it. You got to at least call a timeout. And you know, if you're burning a timeout, it's the first quarter, you know, you know, maybe there's some clock management stuff in the second quarter, but you got to at least figure something out. Like that's got to throw up a red flag and then like what both mentally and literally, and that's on them. But you know, that's not really, it's not the ref's fault. He didn't see it. Nope. You know, I mean, nope. and then they went up and snapped it and you know, it is what I mean, it is. You no, know, it's, it, it's the game is over. It's in the books. It is, it is a, it was a catch. I can't argue it was it, well, it wasn't well, a catch, well. but when I was watching it, I said that's not a catch. Like yeah. I'm not gonna lie, going into this game, I wanted the 49ers to make it to the Super Bowl. Yeah, it so wasn't I until, was like, that's. It wasn't until after they showed because the the only angles they were showing were uh, on from the sideline, the, yep. the sideline that he caught it on, not from the alternate angle that they eventually showed yep. the ball hitting the ground. And I think that's I can't remember exactly what Mike Pereira said of like the expedited, you know, quick review or whatever it's called. Yeah. And I think that's part of it of that. They don't see that angle. And then they showed it after the, after the touchdown, they're like, Oh shit. Like they really got away with one there, but that happens all the time, you know? So it's, it is what it is, but the penalty calls, they were incredibly ticky tacky. And yes, they were like, in, and there's a couple on the Eagles that, that also were ticky tacky, but I can't sit here and complain about that because it affected the 49ers a lot more, but it all, you know, at the end of the day, you know, it is what it is. And, you know, the Eagles are going to the Super Bowl. I mean, you, and I, I will, I will end the NFC with saying the end of this championship was saying you, you got to give so much credit to Brock Purdy in his rookie year, taking, going seven, Oh, yeah. From this moment he started and going in a rookie year and going to play in the big, in the, and, and at that point it was the biggest game of his life. Absolutely. And, and it sucks that now he has a torn UCL because what does that mean for next season? Because I remember someone saying that there's a good chance that they were going to make Brock Purdy either their first string or their second string this upcoming season. Yeah. But how is that? I think it's strongly possible because the Jimmy G stuff, they were trying to trade him, right? The 49ers were, but I think him versus a Trey Lance, I think that's probably a, you come into it, but you're right with the elbow injury. I don't, I, I honestly can't think of a, of a quarterback getting Tommy John surgery, but that maybe that has to be done. I don't know. I don't know what the, I'm not a doctor. I don't know what the heel the heel to that is. I do want <laughs> exactly. to say though, on my last note of it, I don't want to sound pessimistic about the Eagles, and obviously I'm very excited about it. I want to sound objective, but to those that are that are Eagles haters, both sides on the uh, offensive and defensive line, the Eagles dominated. I mentioned it with the defense before yep. of how well that Hassan Reddick played, and, and the rest of the crew there, Dominic and Sue. Worth every penny of going out and getting him. And the Eagles offensive line just really stepped up their game. And all you heard all week was how good Bosa and Warner and all these guys were playing. And I've seen the clip of Jordan Mailata pancaking Bosa so many times. (laughs) And it's so great. That Australian giant with an angel's voice just slamming him into the ground. He rattled his brother. The Bosa's, screw you. <laughs> You're getting the taste. You're getting the taste. But let's move on. AFC Championship. <laughs> so, James, we mentioned it before. You were talking about showing up to the stadium. You were at this game. Chiefs, Bengals. You had all the pregame stuff with the Cincinnati mayor. And you got the job uh, done. 
Talk to me what about a, this game. What a jabroni, in the wise words of <laughs> Travis Kelsey. Um, I will tell you this. I had no intentions of going to this game. I was going to watch it from home, just, you know, root them on from home. But I was able to score very, very, very good tickets. There you go. Um, and the nosebleed doesn't matter where an arrowhead you sit. You can always get a good view. So I asked my friend to go. We said, sure. And let me tell you, I am so glad we did. Um, it was, I, I don't even know how to like, describe um, what it was. But I will say the Bengals showed out in force. Um, there were a lot of Bengals fans there. Um, a lot of comments about Burrowhead, um, Joe Burrow being Patrick Mahomes' father. <laughs> uh, there was a lot of who day. Um, it was, I will say, well, I've learned with football that you kind of have to let the comments roll off of you because if you start showing that you're getting angry at them, it just goes deeper. Um, But what I don't understand about football, these football teams and football fans that come into Arrowhead, it is the loudest stadium in the world. We're going to outmatch you. We're going to outscream you. There is a reason why it holds the Guinness Book of World Record for the loudest stadium in the world, okay? And I don't think these Bengals fans were expecting that. Uh, I also don't think they were expecting us to pull off magic with 48 seconds left in the game. So, Magic is a, is a way to describe it. <laughs> Obviously, the end of the game, uh, I wouldn't controversy is probably the, the national media way to put it. Um, yep. First and foremost, the late hit gets, I'm going to say two things that gets called a, a hundred times out of a hundred uh-huh. at full speed. It does look ticky tacky, which yep. is part of my problem with slow-mo replay. I've exactly. long said that about it. I also to defend the defensive lineman Osai. Um, it's very hard. <clears throat> Just slow down when you are yep. 300 plus pounds and running that way. <laughs> um, the ability to run that fast. We talked about it last week, Greg and I did, of how yep. you know how fast these people can run and just how crazy it is and how fast they are. Which sucks. It just sucks that that's how your season ends. The problem, again, that, that penalty gets called 100 times out of 100. The problem is that there were... So many, and I we were just criticizing the refs in the Eagles 49ers game for being ticky tacky. Yeah. Ticky tacky in this game doesn't even come close to describe the refereeing and how they were ticky tacky at times. They were letting things go at times. I prefer more letting letting things go. And where the Bengals fans have a real gripe is A, there was some blocking in the back on the punt that set up this whole drive and everything yep. that doesn't get called. There was the late hit on Burrow, maybe five real life minutes before that, that didn't get called. Okay. I have some thoughts about these, but continue. So, Go well, ahead. So, so what I will say, and I'm that call not getting called on Burrow is that's how I like football to be called again. Former okay. lineman here of that kind of thing of the late hit, you know, he bumps into him and knocks him over and all that. Like there, yep. I get really pissed off at the, the roughing the quarterback penalties of like a guy jumps up to try to deflect the pass and falls into him like a running the kicker penalty almost. And they call that. And I think that's the dumbest. Like he's jumped yeah. up in the air before the guy's even started to like cock his arm back to throw it. And you're going to call roughing the kick, roughing the passer on it. It's just, it's stupid. <laughs> And so they don't call that, and that's fine. But if you're going to be ticky-tacky on what you are and aren't going to call, just the inconsistencies is what's so stupid about how this game ended up going down. So I understand where the Bengals fans are pissed off about that. Yeah. But also the call to set up the – or the the penalty to set up the field goal is a penalty a thousand times out of a thousand, especially when that quarterback yeah. is a bona fide superstar 
like Patrick uh-huh. Mahomes. And <laughs> Burrow is getting to that level. He will get those calls. Yep. And that's the crazy thing. It's like, it's not as bad as basketball. Like the superstars get the calls yeah. and the guys haven't earned them and all that. But like, you know, and it, it, it sucked. It, like the inconsistency that way is like, you know, that, that's just a human error aspect of sports. But, you know, again, if it's Mahomes and the ankle and there's predisposition that way into the opinion, they're going to call it. And they, they should call that because he is out of bounds. Yeah. So I, I will say this. A lot of Bengals fans are there's there. I've been seeing multiple things since this game came out. Um not not from the fans who were in the stadium, which is really weird because after we won, Bengals fans were leaving the stadium going, hey, guys, good game. Win it out there in Arizona. Like, take on the Eagles. Like, win it. Yeah. But the fans that weren't at the game who didn't witness everything. So we got – because the thing that I finally got to see, because this is only my ever my second football game oh, at really? an actual stadium. Yeah. Um. You see a lot of things happen that are happening during commercials. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That you don't get to see on the like on television, so you kind of have a different perspective of everything. Um, but a lot of the things that uh, I've been hearing are a like I said earlier, there are people calling for noise penalties to be brought back into the NFL because we're a loud stadium. I've not what? seen that take. That is insane. Literally, someone said, I believe you're not, the the, NFL- you're not the Falcons. You didn't pump in noise. Yeah. They were like, I believe the NFL should bring back in the noise penalty. Okay. There's only ever been one call against us for a noise penalty, and that was in 1990. Okay. We're an outside stadium. It sounds going to bounce off of the stadium and back in. If the wind's blowing, it's going to go out. The other thing that was thing is that the refs did it for the Chiefs. The refs helped us win. You know, this is going to be a hot take, and I'm sorry to say this, but it's about time that the refs gave us something, okay? <laughs> like, if the refs are, are going to help us get to the Super Bowl, then so be it. There's been many a times where we've gotten calls that we should not have gotten. So the main one um, that I didn't mention was the fifth down, the extra third down where maybe okay. the Chiefs end up going for it. And they showed on okay. the replay, they showed the guy trying to wave it dead. So I'm interested in hearing your take from the so, live. Okay. So being there, the game was happening so fast. Sure. And that instance for us, uh, that we saw Mahomes throw the ball. It didn't bring up. It brought up a fourth and four. Yeah. It was, uh, was, was going to be a, a like fourth that. and four. Um. Mahomes was exiting the field and everyone was like, Oh great. We're going to have to punt again. Here we go. One more time. This, another team's punting. And then you see Mahomes walk back onto the field with um, Andy Reed and some coaches and Zach Taylor comes out and everyone's coming out because no one's understanding what is happening. Yeah. Um, It was very good on TV too. I will say that you didn't see the down judge blow the whistle and it was loud in the stadium. You probably didn't hear it. And we come to find out afterwards, there were a lot of whistles that were blown that weren't heard because even Zach Taylor came out and said, I heard a whistle, but I didn't know if that was from the ref. Here's my, here's my take on this third down. Okay. Bengals fans are upset that we got a, a, a redo on a third down. The ball was called dead. The game was stopped, technically, with that whistle blown. So let's say Patrick Mahomes got a 20-yard gain because he threw a ball to Travis Kelsey or Marquise Valdez-Scantling, and they got 21 yards. Cool. The ball was called dead. It would have became a repeat of the third down anyway, and us Chiefs fans would have been pissed off. Sure. Absolutely. Yeah, that's the great so, what if, right? Yeah. We ended up getting a repeat on a third down and we lost the yardage. Yeah. So, like, what's the point of getting mad about a third down redo even though we nothing even happened to it? Sure. Yeah. Like, I, what's, what was so weird about it on TV 
is that we've seen when they like when these plays get blown dead, you see like the line judges, the you know everybody fly in to kill it, and the yeah. only thing they showed in the replay was the back judge trying to fly in to kill the play. So that's where it got sketchy and no, like Nance and Romo had a terrible day, but they even were confused about it and like it was a well, very weird sequence of events to see. Well, I, I I've I've actually read stuff about it now. Yeah. Um, now that it's over. Yep. And I do remember seeing what has come out. There were a lot of times in this game where the clock was stopped, the whistle was blown to start the game, and the clock did not restart. So you guys have bad. And it happened. At Arrowhead. It happened multiple times in this game. And that was the instance where that down judge called the whistle yeah. because the clock, the 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 uh, the play clock started, but the actual clock clock didn't start. Sure. Or no, the actual no. I'm sorry, the clock clock started, but the play clock didn't start. Yeah. So now we're losing time on the game, but the game is technically not even supposed to start yet. Yeah. Because the play clock is not even going. Yeah. So there is so many things to that. And like I said, it didn't help us that we got a we we got an extra down. We ended up, like I said, we lost downs. We had to punt. Yeah. And, and I and I will. Uh, you talked about um, Joe Burrow and the um, the roughing the passer. I don't know. Is that the one where they got the intentional grounding? Uh. I forget the actual result of the play because I've okay. just seen the the replay from the end zone of him getting pushed down. I think it's the it's some incomplete pass, but it's yes. There gets, was a there was an intentional grounding, and Joe Burrow claimed to have thrown it to Pirine. Whatever. People are Bengals fans are pissed about that one too, and they got a third and sixteen. They converted to a first down. Yep. And they still had to go and punt because they didn't make it. So, like, I'm sorry to say this, but neither team really was doing much. That's what I was going to say. Like, the people who were getting the more, the people who were getting the most amount of action was uh, Tommy Townsend, Harrison Butker, and uh, <laughs> my guy, I can't think of his name. Yeah. Who is the um, who's the kicker and punter for the uh, the McPherson, McPherson's the, McPherson. the Bengals uh, kicker. I don't, I don't remember their punter's name. Uh, but to McPherson your point, they were getting the most out of the, they were getting yeah. the most action. What I, yeah. So what I was going to say is, you know, obviously we did the same thing with the NFC Championship, right? There's all these complaints that the the other side wants to throw out there. At the end of the day, the Chiefs' defense played so well in that game. With, we and a big lost. part of that. Was was Frank Clark just being that dude, especially in that yes. last drive, right? Of they convert that big third down, and then Clark comes in the next third down, has the big sack and just the game yep. breaker type of moment, and they had that throughout the game. So as much as but, like as referee calls want to be what took away from a great weekend of football, my favorite weekend of the of the playoffs, or however you want to spin it, at the end of the day. The Chiefs made the plays they needed to do, whether that was defensively and yeah. they had a great defensive day or offensively where Pacheco was, was unleashed at times. Kelsey was unleashed at times. You know, a couple of those receivers well, out I will, of I will say had this. a good day. Burrow and the Bengals had to play against rookies because we lost Kadarius Tony to an ankle injury, sure. Juju to a knee injury. Gay got sent out. Watson got sent out. Sneed got a concussion. Hardman got a pelvis injury. Uh, Pacheco got a concussion. We had so many of our players go down, and I never once saw, maybe one time, saw a player from the Bengals need some emergency like help on the field. But all of our good people went down, and we had to rely on Sky Moore, who fumbled punt returns in the beginning of the season. Who I'm gonna say this: he really stepped up to the plate, and he gave us those down that. Uh, advantage in the final 48 seconds. So I, I, I think this was 
at the very end of the game, it was who could score last. Yeah, it. I mean, that kind of was the feeling from the weekend, right, for both games of that they could easily be yep. a, whoever has the ball last wins type of th- type of result. And you know, that's exactly what happened in the Chiefs game of of again as much as you want to mark refs and and all this different stuff. You know, they they made the big plays and the Bengals made some big plays too. They certainly did. They made it interesting and we thought we might have the first overtime with the new playoff overtime rules and thanks you know. to us. Thanks to us. Like I was I literally told my friend, I said, watch it. It's gonna come down to the Bengals Chiefs game that we have to implement the new overtime rules. Yeah. The reason that the overtime rules were effective in the guy uh, initiated. Bill's Chiefs place. was the reason for it the year Bill's before. Chiefs. Yeah. Bill's Chiefs and then Bengals kind of helped with it. Yeah. But I, I, I will say this. When I left the game, um, after Travis Kelsey's phenomenal shut your, uh, know your role, shut your mouth, your jabroni, uh, which the mayor, did you see that the mayor actually like replied to that yeah he did yeah yeah he was like i deserve that like yep yep he took it on the chin he took it like a champion he was like yeah i i came at them he came back at me but i will say this i will i would if given the opportunity in the same exact end result if that end result was there um i would go to this game over and over because I don't have you ever been to a championship game? Not for football. I've been to the okay. NLCS and I've been to the Eastern Conference Finals for hockey. I, I will say this: there was, I was hugging people, I was high fiving people that I'm like, I don't know you, but here we are wrapped in an embrace because we have three seconds left on this clock and our team is going to the Super Bowl. Yeah, it's pretty cool. I, I will say that final kick, though, I know it looked very fast on television, but standing there in that stadium, it it you hear people screaming on television for this for this kick, but that's not Chiefs fans. I will tell you in that audio, if you listen, it's Bengals fans making that noise because every <laughs> single person in that stadium that was a Chiefs fan was holding their breath. Yeah, because. That ball seemed like it stayed in the air for five minutes. I'm not <laughs> joking. That was the longest time of my life. But once it went through those uprights and there was no penalty, there was no timeout called, all heck just broke loose in that stadium. Yeah. It, so, I mean, yeah, I've gotten to experience the clinch to go to the finals. I went to NLCS game five in 2009. Phillies go back as defending yeah. champs. And then the following spring, Game 5 of the Eastern Conference Finals, the Flyers go. Uh, and unfortunately, both ended up in losses in those finals. But um, it is cool to see. like the. And I said this before of why I like the championship weekend and seeing the the excitement, the pageantry surrounding yeah. you know, when the teams win. And like the Kelsey, your jabroni mo- is an all-time moment, yeah. right? Like even if, even if the birds go in and win the Super Bowl, you still have that like – yeah, and it builds into you know, those lasting. I don't want to call. It, I hate calling you know non-divisional things rivalries, but like a rivalry yeah. in that sense. Oh, this is this is a new rivalry between the Bengals. Yeah, they've come in three times to our. We played them three times and we've lost. Yeah, but I get this. Each game we've played, it's one the possession. outcome was a matter of three points. Yeah. And so yeah, it's all this, wild. For this game to happen, this is a rivalry. We have the Bills, and now we have the Bengals. We have the Bills, the Raiders, and the Bengals, which is very odd that we have all three of them, but it's a huge thing. Um, I, I will say this. This is my final thing before we can move on to like the Super Bowl. Whatever. As a Chiefs fan, and this is I'm quoting Mitch Holtis here from the Voice of the Chiefs because this is so true. You can doubt us. You can dislike us. You can even go so far as to disrespect us, but you're gonna have to deal with us. <laughs> we have hosted the ASC Championship five years in a row. This is our invitational. This is our place to shine right now. So, to all the people who don't like the Chiefs, we're in the Super Bowl with the Eagles. 
we played a better game. That's yeah. all I got to say about that. No, I agree with that. You know, again, <laughs> they made the plays that they had to make. And same with the Eagles. They made, they made the, you know, both teams made the plays they had to make. And, you know, the re the reason for the destruction, right? Exactly. Yeah. I, I, I think we, I said we're, we're, we're not going to touch on much of the Super Bowl or predictions. Um, I won't be here last week, so I'm going to, you know, sorry, I'm going to give my prediction. Yeah. Um, but I wonder what it I, is. I, Oh, I will tell you at the end. I gotta let you. I gotta, I gotta leave you hanging. Well, what what are your thoughts before I go into my thoughts about this this upcoming fifty seven Super Bowl fifty seven in Glendale, Arizona, where yeah. whoever wins will have more home. Uh, will have one more games in there than than the Cardinals. Yeah. So uh, than the Cardinals. It's it's going to be a wild set of festivities. I've been to Phoenix for the Waste Management Phoenix Open, the golf tournament that happens the same weekend. Mm -hmm. And uh, I've never been the same year as the Super Bowl, but I've been to that tournament twice. (laughs) And I've been to Scottsdale a bunch for either bachelor parties or for golf. It's just a wild area in general. And the weekend of the Super Bowl for the golf tournament, that is, have you ever ever seen the, the tournament on TV? I don't watch golf. So you might have seen images of this. It's the one it's the tournament with the giant stadium hole where guys get hole in ones oh. and people throw like people launch beers onto this golf oh, hole. Yes, 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 yes. yes so I've you've seen that. that before. This is the tournament that happens the same weekend as the Super Bowl. Okay. So it's the rowdiest people that you find that are escaping the cold from wherever. They go to this tournament and it's nuts. And add on the biggest football game, one of the biggest live sporting events of the year into that. That's the kind yeah. of festivities and throw onto the fact that you're throwing, that the Eagles are going to it and all the positive things. And if you want to think of the negatives, you can, but all the positive things about Philadelphia fans and how crazy we go for our sports teams. And then you add in the chiefs fans and you guys have some pretty fucking wild fans. You have dudes at Rob Banks. You have all these people. Oh my God. <laughs> You have all these. Yeah. Well, I think the craziest is that he has a future on the team. If the Chiefs win, he gets to get out of jail. Literally, the Chiefs are his get out of jail free card. (laughs) I forgot. Chiefs of Holly. Chiefs of Holly. They're suspecting that he actually robbed multiple banks because. That's how he's going to games. On the way to the games. Yeah, on the way to the games. It's crazy. If you haven't looked up Chiefs of Holly for the listeners. Google him because this story is this is like a like Netflix couldn't come up with a better story than this guy. Here's my thing about this. I was sitting there talking to my boss about this after this came out. That's the perfect way to clean money. Yeah. Because get this, you rob a bank. I'm not saying I'm going to do this, but you rob a bank. You buy a ticket to the Chiefs Gala or the 15 of my homies foundation, which he went to. He's gone to these. Yeah. You the Chiefs players have said money. like, oh, I didn't realize this was a criminal. Yeah, like, you oh, auction money to buy these very expensive pieces of memorabilia. You hold on to them for a little bit. Then you sell them back to someone for how much you paid for it. Boom, your money's clean. Yeah. It's wild. But so my, my, my point being... You add yes. in the crazy people that go to the golf tournament. I've been one of those. It is it's a very fun time. Like I know you just said you don't watch golf. You should go to this tournament yeah. in a non-Super Bowl year. Okay. And you're adding in these two fan bases. That whole area is going to be so incredibly nuts if you're you know, you're you're if you're a coffee if you're a coffee shop or you know, any other illicit activities that keep your, you know, keep you awake. Um, we'll just we'll leave it at that. But if you're one of those people, you're probably making a ton of money because people are just nonstop partying. Oh, if you're Budweiser, exactly. you're Miller Coors, you're selling a ton of booze. It's not not to plug Travis Kelsey and Jason Kelsey here, but they're doing well. They were going to do, which I hope they're still going to do, an event at the Super Bowl. Yeah. So yeah. with with Fireball. Which now that they're in the game, I really think that event's gonna happen. They're just not gonna be in attendance at it. Yeah, yeah. But I, I think it's going to be Arizona's gonna be popping. It is. 
Yeah, that's the point. And I mean, you add in two of the biggest party schools in the country, all this different yep. stuff. So it's a wild area to just have these two teams in it. And then you get to the actual game itself. You know, the big, you know, the, the big check marks to talk about, right? The Andy Reid Bowl, the Kelsey Brothers yep. Bowl, first Super Bowl to have two black starting quarterbacks. Like there's all these different baked in. First Super Bowl to have the first black women coach. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, that's actually a really good. Philadelphia point. Eagles. Yeah. Um, but yet, yeah, so you add in all these, like, it's really building up to what should be an awesome game. You have two stout teams that have both teams, both teams number one in their conference. Yep. Which is the first both. time in a while I feel like that we've had one yep. versus one because it had been, you know, this is the third year they've done Super Wild Card Weekend, right? Like uh-huh. seven seven teams. And I think before that, it was there was a run where it was a team that had a buy, so one or two seed versus yeah. another one or two seed. Um, and then you know, obviously adding in the extra round. Last year we had what I think it was. The, I think it was four versus four were the, Ram- uh, the, the Rams and the Bengals. I know the Bengals were I'm four. Pretty, I'm pretty sure it was four and four. And then. The year before that was that was Chiefs. Yeah, last year I just looked it up. Last year was four four. The last year before that was the Buccaneers and the Chiefs, and they were one and five. Yeah, and Buccaneers won, and they were the fifth seed. Yep. And then we had one and two, where the 49ers were the one, and we were the two. Yeah, so okay. it's, but you're also looking at this. Both teams are going in with a sixteen three record. And the exact amount of points scored. And the exact amount of points because they both had those bye weeks. So they both, like, they were able to. But, um, like you said, Andy Reid Bowl, only the fourth coach in history to play against the team that he last coached. Yeah. After uh, Weeb Ebnick, Dan Reeves, Josh, John Gruden. But say and, Gruden's probably the last one, yeah. Gruden was the last one. Um uh, uh, Eubank was in Super Bowl three. Reeves was in thirty three. Oh no, sorry, Gruden was thirty seven, and Pete Carroll was in forty eight. Oh yeah, that's right. He was the Patriots coach. Yep. People and then he that. faced yeah. off against the Patriots. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. I, I will say that, and it's it's very rare. I don't know if it's rare, but Andy Reid drafted a majority of the people who are still on the Eagles. Um, I don't know if that's true or not. Cause I know he, he drafted Kelsey. Yeah. He drafted Kelsey. Um, okay. Kelsey's been an Eagle forever. Um, yes. but a lot of these guys, cause he left the team. It was, it was 10 years ago that he got 13, fired. Yep. Yeah. So it's probably and him. That's by, by us. <laughs> yeah. It was literally like three days later. Um, I'm trying to think who else he might've drafted. He might've drafted Lane Johnson or Lane Johnson was, yeah, I think he drafted Lane Johnson and then, I don't think he drafted Fletcher Cox. I think Fletcher Cox was the draft after he got fired. Oh, yeah. Like I said, it's, but to your point, it's, I mean, like Andy Reid, he's the winningest coach in Eagles history. Like he, he was here forever and it was just, you know, it was time to move on when it happened. And it's wild to think about Sirianni. The other unspoken part of, he was the wide receivers coach before Reid was there. Yep. Andy Reid fired him, um, which is crazy to think about. I think it's it's gonna be very interesting to see how this goes, especially with the fact that Nick Sirianni could still be could have still went on the forty nine on the Chiefs and Reed not let him go. Yeah. So, um, I, I I think the Kelsey Bowl, um, having I mean the last time we had two brothers go against each other in a Super Bowl was when the Harbo the Har I don't say I can never the say his name right the Ten years ago. Yes, they fought against each other, but they were coaches. They didn't play. They were yeah. just coaches. So to have two brothers on the field going at it, oh, Lord help um, Ed and Donna. Like, they're going to have some fun. But I there's a petition right now to have um, Mama, Kels, Mama Kelsey uh, do the coin toss. Yeah, it'd be uh... – there's got to be something that we're going to see, if not just them on TV the whole time. It's going to be. Oh, oh yeah. I, there has, she has, I said, she has to do the coin toss. And like, she has to be the one that says like, I know the refs have to do it, but in my eyes, it has to be going. 
Well, they always uh, have like, the celebrity coin flipper. Like they, yep. Usually, it's like a Make a Wish kid kind of thing. Yeah, like, maybe well, she's I, one I, of them. It's a my, Super Bowl. Put down as many people as you want. In my head, I I can hear her going, "All right, Travis, uh, you and the Chiefs are the visiting team. Um, you get to make the call. What do you choose?" And then like, "Oh, sorry, son, you lost." All right, Jason, you got the ball. <laughs> like, yeah, it, it's it's going to be really fun. Just like. I think too, like obviously Mahomes, the face of the NFL, the half billion dollar man, Hertz who's MVP, just had MVP. and Hertz who's had everything, you know, all sorts of adversity thrown thrown towards him of everything at Alabama and then, you know, his time at Oklahoma and now you know, everything with the Eagles with Carson Wentz and him taking over and kind of proving the haters wrong throughout this year. It's gonna be it's gonna be a really interesting game. Hopefully, both you know are at full, you know, as close to one hundred percent as possible. Both yep. have been on record with that, with Mahomes' ankle and with Hertz's shoulder. So, like, if we get this at you know apexing at the right time of players' health and all of this sort of stuff, it's gonna be a really fun game. And it's gonna be like we're gonna dive into this a lot more. That's why I'm keeping it pretty high level. Sure. But yep. I do want to, you know, I do want to hear your you know, deeper thoughts oh. on it and, and get the prediction before we wrap things up. Oh yeah. So I, I want to say, I believe, I know we're running out of time. I want, I believe this will be one of the, I have to say one of the closest Super Bowls we're going to have. It, I don't, I do not think that this is going to be a high scoring game. I think this is going to be a, another come down to the wire game for the Kansas city chiefs. And I'm going to say right now that I believe because I don't know, if I I don't know this for sure, but I believe it's going to be a seven point. I believe it's going to come down to a touchdown, and that's how the game's going to end. Because with the season that both of these teams have had, that's just the only way that this Super Bowl can end. But a Kelsey will win the Super Bowl. It'll be great. There's a lot of other <laughs> uh, somebody, you know, some, you know, this college will have no matter what, have a champion. You know, no matter yep. what, there's a black quarterback as a champion and all, yep. all that sort of stuff. And yeah, it's going to be, I don't know. It's going to be, I think you're right. This is going to be a close game. I would think just given the two defenses and how dynamic both can be, whether it's the chief secondary, whether it's the Eagles pass rush, just keep it, you know, keep it well in, you know, keep it close enough and, and probably keep it lower scoring, maybe somewhere in, not nearly as high scoring as when the Eagles won the Super Bowl, but um, <laughs> that's highest scoring Super Bowl ever. But you know, I don't think that record's yep. getting broken. But yeah, I mean, it's going to be fun. It's going to be a really good time. I'm assuming you're picking, you're you're taking your team, right? Yes, I'm choosing the Chiefs. <laughs> yeah. Chiefs, Chiefs, Chiefs all the way. And I I I want to. I, I will end all my things, and we can end this show just by saying this. There is a mantra with the Kansas City Chiefs fans, and that is we don't come to watch games. We come to participate in them. So get ready because that stadium is just going to be just as loud as Arrowhead in Arizona. So, Well, you're getting the you're getting a good amount of, of Philadelphia fans, and the link <laughs> is a pretty rowdy place. It's going to be a I know the link is rowdy. I've seen tailgating for a Phillies game. I will say congratulations, lastly, that you guys have had the um, the Phillies, the Eagles, and the Union all go to the championship games. So congratulations for that. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> a lot of people like to talk about the Union, mainly by the fact that they lost the MLS Cup the same day the Phillies lost the World Series. But uh, yeah. and that was that was all the the Union soccer I watched this year was that MLS <laughs> Cup game. Although yeah. I, I watched most of the World Cup, practically every game, which uh, you know, so- I say it every year. I I never remember when the EPL starts. Otherwise, I'd probably be a big soccer fan. <laughs> well, I am glad that you had uh, me on. I know that this is going to be a very interesting conversation and a very interesting talk since. Um, it's a Chiefs person versus a <laughs> Eagles person. Hey, you heard but... last week. I have Greg on every every. You know, oh, he's exactly. on more often for baseball, but he he's Boston guy, and he just messes but, with me the whole time. Listen, been messing with me since I was sixteen. I, as soon as uh, as soon as we won, I I will I'll put this on record. As soon as we won, I texted you, Jordy, and I said, 
hello, um, I'm coming on now that we actually won. So well, we were planning on it before then. You said I'm. We were, but it was on. even more special. Yeah, you that said we I'm won. definitely coming on now. And I'm glad that my voice got better for this because yeah. I lost it. <laughs> but no, thank you so much for having me on. Absolutely. Um, it's nice to be on someone else's show for a change than my own. So uh, yeah, check me are, out. Like. You guys are coming back soon, right? We come back next Thursday. So Yeah, everybody go subscribe to it. CJ Unedited Podcast. On Instagram. And on YouTube. Instagram. Only on YouTube. Unlike this show, which is everywhere else. We're only on YouTube. You got to watch it. I need to get on YouTube for this. <laughs> You know, I yeah. now, at this point, this is really just an excuse to you know bullshit with my friends for a little bit. But uh, you know, maybe get some of that mean, YouTube hey, that's, exposure. That's what our show is, and that's why we're on edited because we do it live. And me and uh, Chrissy, we just we we say things, and then we realize we can't take them back when it's already too late. So yeah, you know. But no, uh, yeah, you it, it, most definitely I will be talking about this on the show, and Hell definitely yeah. you know rooting for both teams. Um, even though it's a showdown between all my friends who live in Philly. So, <laughs> well, James, thank you so much, man. This was uh, You're welcome. a lot of bl- a lot of fun, a lot of blast. I almost said a lot of fun, and uh, yeah, it's gonna be a hell of a game. It's gonna be a hell of a week, and uh, I'm pumped for it. But everyone else, thank to you when it's over. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but everybody, thank you for listening. Make sure you subscribe to CJ Unedited Podcast. Subscribe to the Bullpen Cart wherever you get your pods, uh, James. It, you said it's CJ unedited on on Instagram. Anything else you want to plug? CJ unedited on Instagram. Uh, CJ unedited podcast on YouTube. Um, our first show is next week. We got a lot of a lot of um, amazing special guests, and we have some special guests that we can't even announce yet because we haven't even recorded them. So it's Hell going yeah. to be a fantastic season, and there are only one for this year because we are going on a, a year long hiatus. So. All right. It'll be fun. Well, that'll do it. Everybody, thank you for listening. We will be back next week with one of my favorite shows, the Super Bowl full preview, breakdown, position by position, prop bets, all that good stuff. Until then, we will talk to you later. If you're watching the Pro Bowl, enjoy that. If you're watching the NHL All-Star Game, enjoy that. But have a great weekend, and fly, Eagles, fly. Go Chiefs.